Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband, and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from an awkward birthday party discussing the 2014 supernatural horror film, The Babadook. The Babadook was written and directed by Jennifer Kent based off of her short film, Monster. In this debut film, Kent blends themes of grief with genuinely unique scares. We're also introduced to the iconic monster, The Babadook himself. This film received both critical and commercial acclaim. The Babadook was recommended to us by friend of the show at Destroyer677 on Twitter. It also beat out three other films in our March Patreon poll. Thank you to all of our patrons who participated and voted. And if you want to help us decide, join us over on the Patreon. So what did you guys think about the Babadook the first time you saw it? I think we watched this together with my sister, one of my little sisters. Yes, with Adrian. Yeah, I always forget. I'm sorry. I know you do. (laughs) Um, I did like it uh, when I first seen it. And I think I watched it one other time after that. But watching it for the show, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, I mean, it's still good, but it wasn't as good as I remember. But I mean, it's all right. It's not It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. Right. I think I agree 100%. I remember watching it for the first time. I think I watched it with our parents right. and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it was the, like you said in your intro, the marriage of grief with genuine scares. Right. And they're so unique. Like, yeah. I've never seen oh, anything yeah. like this before. Some of them. Some of them. (laughs) There are aspects in this film that I've never seen in any other film, though. I don't want to take away from the originality of it. Right, right. Because there is, definitely. Oh, no, yeah. But rewatching it this time for the show, I think, I don't know, maybe it's just a matter of... I saw this review on Letterboxd, actually, that I couldn't get out of my head after I watched it. (laughs) And they say maybe this is the uh, the kind of movie you only watch once. Huh. And, you know... That maybe, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, you know what it reminds me of exactly is what you said when we were talking about It Follows. Right. You think the film is so, so good, but you're mad at it for not being great. Yeah. And I think that's how I felt because this had everything going for it to right. be great. Uh, there are still aspects I love a lot. Incredible performance from Essie Davis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Jennifer Kent is such a good director. Yeah. Like, she is so talented, it's ridiculous. But I think it's the story and maybe some inconsistencies there that kind of get me. Now that you said about maybe only watching it once, I'm like, yeah, maybe. Because (laughs) I was, like, blown away the first time that we watched it. And then I remember trying to watch it again with the kids a while later. And they were like, turn it off. Like, Really? Yeah, dude. And my kid, like, judge me if you want to, but they like horror movies. Right. And so... I mean, they they weren't about it. Like they were like, <laughs> absolutely not. So I turned it off, and that was the last time I had watched it. I didn't finish it, and right, so watching right. it for the show, I was like, how does this? I couldn't really remember the full ending. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I didn't appreciate it as much as I did the first time. But there were aspects of it that either I forgot watching it the first time, or I didn't fully appreciate. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, um. I'm taking this film class right now. It's probably my favorite class I've ever taken. That's why I keep talking about it. But, um, and we had to watch short films and like critique them or whatever. And 
monster was one of them and right. I had never seen it before and I'm like oh yeah this is the Babadook yeah. <laughs> but it's like this really short black and white like I would recommend watching that right. if you like this movie because you can see where she built on it it feels like the spark notes for the Babadook absolutely <laughs> like yes. it really does <laughs> but I mean I don't know I feel like this is a very like I said before a unique story a unique execution a unique monster i i give it points for that i will agree and i again i can't say enough about jennifer kent yeah absolutely i feel like she sees the art in horror and that's very refreshing mm-hmm. but there we got some worries <laughs> <laughs> like we were, we were talking before we sat down to record and i was like there's a few things that either I'm too stupid to get or they don't fully make sense. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're right. gonna, we'll explore. We'll right. get there together. <laughs> now, before we put this film to bed, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's throw a fit. The film opens with Amelia Vanek, played by Essie Davis, sitting in a car. We're closed in on her face as she does, like, breathing exercises. Suddenly, though, glass from the window shatters and hits her face. She's thrown around as the car is obviously spinning out of control. We hear a muffled voice call out, Mom, as the crash continues. She looks over at her husband, Oscar, played by Ben Winspear, who's in the driver's seat, and he looks disoriented. We look back at Amelia and her face is covered in a bright light. Just then, she's no longer in the car, but floating down onto her bed, which looks really cool. Right. I can't express how awesome that yeah. looks. And I think this is an, a thing that we're going to talk about in just a bit. Uh huh. The subtlety of what this story is in this moment mm -hmm. is so good that they're not telling you everything. Right. If only it. <laughs> Bubble. Stop it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but the muffled voice calling mom continues and we see obviously that amelia was having a dream she sits up in bed and the voice calling her is louder now and we see her son samuel played by noah wiseman standing at her bed he tells her that he had the dream again and she gets up as sam holds on to her we see amelia checking under his bed and in his closet next she's reading the end of the three little pigs mm -hmm. to sam I don't remember them boiling the wolf alive. <laughs> At least that's not the version I ever heard as a kid. You know all those. There's like some weird yeah. shit. That happens. Probably reading the old school you're like, one. You're lucky that's all they did. Right. <laughs> you're lucky we just came in at the end. <laughs> After confirming with her that the wolf in the story was actually killed, because he's concerned, <laughs> Sam promises to kill the monster when it comes back by smashing its head. She tries to put him to bed, but he asks her to read the story again. She's clearly exhausted, right. but she starts it over. So where do kids, I mean, where does the idea of monsters come from? You know what I mean? Anywhere. Because yeah. it seems like every kid, we watched a lot of horror movies as a kid, so yeah. that's, that's where our monsters <laughs> came from. <laughs> there's no trick. Like, no, that's, that's very, there's a very simple line from <laughs> watching the movies to our nightmares, but it seems like every kid goes through this. Yeah. I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely a thing, though. Oh, I mean, they yeah. can they can take anything, a shadow, like anything. Your mind just is an asshole. So I we're mean, born to be afraid. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> yes. 
later, after he's finally asleep, Sam is kicking and squeezing Amelia and grinding his teeth. And I felt that because <laughs> John Paul has a tendency to do that. And my son has a tendency to do that. And I, both of them, I'm like, hey, I don't do oh it on my purpose. God. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But like, you know what I'm going to do today? Yeah. It's the <laughs> worst sound I've ever heard in my life. If I could stop it, I would. Oh. <laughs> but unable to sleep herself, she scoots away from him. And we get this poignant shot of Sam asleep facing Amelia, a space between them and Amelia awake with her back to Sam. Again, the subtlety of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's just fantastic. Yeah. But this is when we get the title card, white letters against a black background, the Babadook. So what a fucking dream that lady had. Yeah. That was terrifying. And like you said, the visuals of it. Mm -hmm. And that was like, I was like, holy shit. This is starting off crazy already. Oh, yeah. From jump. And the real monster is sleeping with your kids in the bed because <laughs> they roll around all That's over the, the true fucking place. That's yeah. <laughs> but the next morning, we get shots throughout their home as an alarm goes off. Amelia finally turns off the alarm. And did you notice a wedding ring on her finger? Yeah, I did. We see that Sam is using a saw, making some kind of contraption. And he runs out of the basement, locks it with the key, returns the key to a hook and runs away up to no fucking good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing nothing good could be happening no. <laughs> next we see amelia awaken by the sound of a loud bang and glass shattering she rushes downstairs to see sam with his contraption on his back he tells her he didn't break anything something just slipped she tells him to stop firing things in the house and he responds by firing it in the house <laughs> He tells her this is what he's going to do when the monster comes. And he pulls the lever, which throws a ball, which <laughs> crashes through the window. <laughs> At least he's got a plan. You I know mean, what I mean? I respect the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, if you're just like shadow boxing, you don't run the risk yeah. of breaking. <laughs> if he was like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, that'd yeah. be a lot no, safer for no. the house. <laughs> Later, Amelia struggles to put Sam's shoes on and he asks her to look at his magic trick. And he's dressed as a magician. Yeah. Yeah. But she tells him she doesn't want him making weapons anymore and that all this monster business just has to stop. But he just continues with this trick, (laughs) which is giving her a bouquet of fake flowers. And she finally smiles and he starts stroking her face and hugs her. But when he starts squeezing her neck, she tells him not to do that and pushes him off of her. Okay, so I didn't really catch that he was squeezing I had her to, neck. I had completely. to rewind it. I did too, I'm but assuming, did I miss something? I'm, a, I'm assuming that's what happened. Because I see him. Okay, there are three things that happen. <laughs> he hugs her. He smiles. And he says, mm. Yeah. So I said, okay, does he, should he not hug her? Should he <laughs> not smile? smile? <laughs> should he not say, mm? <laughs> I I was confused. I thought when I rewound it because I was like, "What the fuck did he do?" Yeah, I figured that "Mm," was like a "Mm," like a squeeze sound. That's what I got from it. Right. (laughs) I I was just confused. Honestly, she doesn't like hugs. I think it. (laughs) Who doesn't like hugs, especially after this fucking pandemic? But I think that my issue with that is that the shot did not last long enough for us to figure it out. That's fair, because I did have to rewind it, and it yeah. still wasn't clear. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty confused, too. I even wrote that. I was like, did I miss something that happened? Or I, I rewound it as well, <laughs> and I even put the subtitles on and yeah. just saw the mm. <laughs> <laughs> But I think for me, that's where there's a few editing choices that are made that uh-huh. kind of don't sit right. well with me. And I guess this is the first one. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I did want to point out, though, before we press on, I believe this is the point where there's a poster that's behind Amelia that says, do the spirits come back? Oh. Right? Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing we see is Amelia pulling up to Sam's school to drop him off. He gets out of the car and hoists up his backpack and we hear like a rattling noise. It sounds like a bag full of nails. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's like, what's in there? And he's like, okay, bye. And leaves. You just established this kid loves to make weapons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you're not going to fucking stop him. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe check his bag. I don't know. She's like, whatever. Yeah. I got to get to work. She's exhausted. (laughs) And she does go to work. She works at, I guess, a retirement home. And we kind of see her taking care of the residents a little bit. And later on, as she's watching the dishes, her coworker Robbie, played by Daniel Henshaw, comes in and they kind of joke around a little. Right. He's a cheeky little bastard, <laughs> man. <Yes. laughs> but she's very receptive to his yeah, jokes. Like they're it's clearly they're playing they're right, joking around. Right. Yeah. But later, as she's taking care of a resident in the dementia ward, another employee comes up and tells her that Sam's school is on the phone. Great. Yeah. <laughs> cut to the school while Amelia sits in the office with the principal and Sam's teacher. The principal places a homemade dart gun on the table. Amelia is mortified. And after confirming that no one got hurt, she says, well, I'm going to have a serious talk with him. And the principal's like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) like, we've we've done this. (laughs) Well, the teacher goes, the dart could have gone in a kid's eye or worse. I'm like, what's worse? (laughs) Do I want to know? But I feel like, I mean, What's the school to do if this is a regular problem? Right. It's odd to me that she defended him so vehemently, but earlier she's like, don't fucking hug me. Yeah, that's at home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, I got your back outside this house. <laughs> <laughs> but they do say that they've had talks. He's seen counselors, but now he's going to need a monitor, which means that he won't even be able to interact with the other kids. It's just going to be him and the monitor one on one. What do you do with that? That would be hard. Yeah, that would suck. Like, I feel like I spend this entire movie or 90% of this movie being like this poor fucking woman. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. It's it's a lot. But she tells him that Sam already feels different enough. She can talk to him and fix the problem. And the principal says Sam has significant behavioral problems. And like, this is like three minutes into the film. <laughs> I was like, this is moving fast and we're learning yeah. a lot. But Amelia insists that Sam just needs some understanding. The teacher is not having it and says that she's not going to put the rest of her first grade class at risk just for him. Maybe start checking his bag. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no kidding. I know I keep harping on that, but the kids won't be at risk if you just checked his bag every morning. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as he's coming into the class, just. Yeah. Let me see that. Come here real quick. Yeah. Or when he's leaving home. Well, yeah. Yeah. Either one. She's tired. Or both. Two prong system. Let's say both. (laughs) It's a fail save. Exactly. But Amelia's like, well, we'll just find another school that sees, you know, Sam as a human being. And they keep calling him the boy. And Amelia is mad and leaves. Which I get. Yeah. Don't dehumanize the kid. I just did. (laughs) Samuel. Don't don't dehumanize the boy. (laughs) After the meeting, they're in the car and Sam is sitting dejectedly in the backseat. Amelia says that they're going to see Auntie Claire and Ruby at the park and he can stay on the swings for as long as he wants. And he's like, 
says that his teacher hates him. Right. And she says she doesn't hate him. They just need a little break from each other. They're going to have fun at the park, but don't tell Auntie Claire about what happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I'm going to tell her myself, which is like, which, no, you're not. I know. Yeah. They stop at a store, and as Amelia is being rung up, Sam starts playing with the little girl. Once finished, Amelia goes over to apologize to the little girl's mom, but the mom says it's fine. They just need to get home to dad. And Sam pipes up to say that his dad lives in the cemetery. He died driving his mom to the hospital to have him. I hate this. Oh, my God. Not just because, I mean, of course, it's a very awkward moment for Amelia to have to explain or deal with or whatever. Yeah. I just feel like it undoes everything that they were working towards at the beginning with the subtlety. We can build I, to this. We I don't understand. Need, yeah. You know? I, I didn't enjoy that either. I really didn't. The same thing like you, you said. Feel, you like, think it's too heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. my thing is if, okay, we can very easily demonstrate his social difficulties and his inability to say the right things at the right time mm-hmm. and her struggles as a mother dealing with all of that in a different way because we already have so far in the film. Right. Well, and I feel like um, we can piece that together. Just what yeah. we're given. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's, that's a fair criticism, I guess. So I was like, no, don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Amelia snaps at him and the other mom is like, well, she's lucky to have you and bounces the fuck out of there with her kid. Amelia was like, hmm, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. At the park, as her sister Claire, played by Haley McElhenney, talks to her, Amelia is just absentmindedly massaging her jaw and not listening. Claire tells her daughter Ruby, played by Chloe Hearn, not to play where she is because it's wet, and immediately Ruby gets up and moves. Sam, on the other hand, <laughs> is climbing up on the side of the swing set, yelling to Amelia that he's going to smash its head. He's like, remember? Yeah. <laughs> we talked earlier? Yeah. <laughs> Amelia asks Claire what she wants her to do for Sam and Ruby's birthday party on Wednesday. And Claire says that Ruby decided she doesn't want a joint party with Sam this year. She wants to have a princess party. Mm. Yeah. Sam continues to yell, calling Amelia from the swing set. He tells her he can climb higher and continues to climb higher. Okay. So (laughs) I had an issue with the editing in this section and I thought I might just be crazy. Mm -hmm. But then I watched YMS's video about the Babadook and he called this out and I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. Tell me. He climbs the swing set for like 15 minutes. Yeah. But there's one rung above him. There's only one, but they show him climbing the same rung like four times to make it seem like the swing set is 30 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, either get a different swing set for this shot or. You're telling me the swing set wasn't a skyscraper? Yeah. No, man. Oh, shit. It wasn't a ladder. It wasn't. But I just don't. I mean, I, I understand they're trying to sell the danger of what's about to happen. Yes. But. It's very oddly done. Then don't pan out. Yes, no. (laughs) But Amelia tells Claire it's fine. She and Samuel don't even have to come to the party. But Claire's like, no, still come. I would feel like, I mean, if I'm Amelia, I would feel like we were being disinvited as well. I I wouldn't feel like she's saying, you know, still come, but it's just for her. I kind of took it that way, too. I I get that. My thing would be, it's on Wednesday. I made no other plans for my kid because we were supposed to do this together. I'd I'd be pissed. Well, no, of course she has every right to be upset. Right, right. I'm just saying that if I were her, I would also be like, you're saying you don't want us there. Right. Period. Yeah. Yeah. But Claire says that's not it. Ruby just wants her own day now. And this is an opportunity to celebrate Sam's birthday, you know, properly on his birthday. Right. 
She says she wants Amelia to be happy, but she feels awful about the party situation. Amelia says it's fine and then turns to see that Sam is on the absolute top of this skyscraper <laughs> swing set, <laughs> balancing like a tightrope walker. Quick cut to Amelia driving home and Sam absolutely sobbing in the backseat and screaming for her. I would have been terrified. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And once I got the kids down, then I would have beat their ass for doing that. <laughs> Don't climb up there. Don't no. do that. And the thing is, he's like, look at me. Look at me climb. Look at yeah, me. So like, yeah. If she yeah. had been yeah. let it happen. But at the same time, she said you can be on there as long as you want, not as high as you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were caveats. She gave him an inch. She took a mile. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> they finally arrive home. And as they walk inside, their neighbor, Mrs. Roach, played by Barbara West, greets them, telling Sam that he looks tired. Sam lets out their dog, Bugsy, played by a dog named Hachi. <laughs> gotta give him a shout out i guess it's very cute oh yeah amelia cuddles him and mrs roach tells her she looks tired too and asks if she's all right after telling her that she just needs about five years of sleep she volunteers to take mrs roach's trash out for her which i feel like that was a a good way to establish their relationship with this neighbor Mm -hmm. one thing i did want to point out before we get into the house again Mm -hmm. i saw in an interview with Jennifer Kent, it was either in The Guardian or Den of Geek, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But she had said that they had designed these sets. Like, these houses are not real. Nuh-uh. Nah. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. And I'm wondering, because the budget for the film was like $2 million. Yeah. I'm like, a lot of stuff is done practically in camera that we'll talk about way later. Mm-hmm. But that had to be some of the production design, because this looks fantastic. I, oh, yeah. I never would have guessed that. I not, did not yeah, know no. that. Not in a million years. Wow. Um, But inside this fake house, (laughs) Amelia finds Bugsy scratching at the basement door. She tries to open it, but it's locked. And then she's just kind of like, whatever. I would dig into that a little more. (laughs) What do you want that's down there? Like, you know? And why is my basement... I well, feel like it. We yeah, have a, it's, okay. it's supposed yeah. to be locked. Yeah, we have a reason. My bad. <laughs> Why is my basement? <laughs> yeah, see, again, I enjoy the subtlety. I don't want her saying. <laughs> that night, after quietly eating dinner, Sam clings on to Amelia again as she checks under his bed and in his closet. She tells him to choose a book to read, and he pulls out a large red book just from the bookshelf. She looks at it and sees the title Mr. Babadook. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure it's going to be fun. Yeah. And there's a silhouette of the Babadook itself underneath the title. She asked where he got it. And he's like, it was just on the shelf. Did did I buy it? That's did my, it? yeah. That, I that kind of gets me because like I'm a big reader. So I'm always buying my kids right. books. Mm-hmm. So they have a shitload of well, books. Yeah. But if they brought me one that looked, I know I didn't buy that. Yeah. It looks of course. very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I did not like buy it's that like book. like felt or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to forget. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But she reads it to him as follows. (laughs) If it's in a word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. If you're a really clever one and you know what it is to see, then you can make friends with a special one, a friend of you and me. On this page, there's a pop-up drawing of the Babadook peeking from the closet. And when Sam pulls the tab, his little hand comes out in a wave, but like... Not a. It's a sharp. Yeah. It's a sharp hand. Friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a friendly hand. It's not. The book says his name is the Babadook, and this is his book. A rumbling sound, then three sharp knocks. Babadook, duck, duck. That's when you'll know he's around. 
You'll see him if you look. Now, first of all, I'm terrified, but (laughs) (laughs) I just have two things here. One, this book is probably the greatest thing in this whole movie to me. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I can't say enough how much I love everything. The font, the, Mm -hmm. I mean, every. It, I'm I want obsessed with it. Yeah, I feel like they had like a like eighty or something that they sold, and then of oh course wow, that was really? Like, yeah, I'm like God, man. I bet they were expensive, but mm-hmm. yeah. I saw our friends over at Monster Monday podcast. Mm-hmm. They've covered this film recently. Oh, really? Yeah, and they have a copy of the oh, book. I'm oh, so shit. jealous. I don't know if it was on that limited release or what, but they do, and it's pretty fantastic. I'm That's so jealous. Ass. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it was designed by this guy called Alex Uhas. Mm-hmm. I guess Jennifer Kent saw that he had done the opening titles for the United States of Terra. Uh huh. I guess it's more pop up stuff. Uh huh. And he was like, "Look, I designed it, yes, but I did not do the pop up animation." And she She's like, no, we'll figure it out. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. And so he designed this book, hand painted it. Wow. And it's Damn. it's some of the best stuff I've ever seen. It really it really is. But in this picture in the book, <laughs> a child is looking at a closet. And at this point, Amelia's like, maybe we should read something else. Yeah. You know, it's borderline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. And what makes me laugh is that she says, let's get another book. But she says it in a way that's like, I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go to the store. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam's like, but you told me I could pick. And she did. So they keep reading. On the next page is a full drawing of the Babadook. Mm. Doesn't look like it's not Dr. Seuss. No. no. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It says, this is what he wears on top. He's funny, don't you think? No. See him in- <laughs> Not even Not a little even bit. the slightest. See him in your room at night and you won't sleep a wink. The Babadook in the picture is hovering over the boy's bed with a speech bubble that says, let me in. Sam asks <laughs> if the Babadook hurts the boy, which is a valid concern. Yeah. That's <laughs> raspberry jam. <laughs> But Amelia continues to read in her in her head. She's not reading out loud anymore, but mm. we can see the the words. I'll soon take off my funny disguise, take heed of what you've read, and once you see what's underneath, you're going to wish you were dead. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, lot. it's a lot. It's too much. Yeah, but as she's looking at this, Sam is still screaming. Does it hurt the boy? Does it live under the bed? It's like, well, let me finish. Yeah. No. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the end no. yet. No. But the next thing we see is Amelia reading him another bedtime story and he's laying in her lap fucking sobbing yeah. and screaming. At this point, I'm not a big fan of Samuel, <laughs> but wouldn't like you were saying you would recognize if you bought the book or not. Yes. Why wouldn't you just like flip through it to see what it was first before you started reading That's this? Actually, That's a very yeah, smart point. It's like, it, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Let me kind of you know scan through this real quick. I feel like we've kind of established that this is a routine, they, bedtime well, stories. Yeah. And yeah, you've never seen this one yeah. before. And there is no ending to this book. No, yeah. and it's oh, yeah, not. No. And it, if, even if, like you said, you did it just a cursory flip through, this well, yeah. does not look like a child's book. No. Not at all. Like, when you choose your own adventure at that point, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah. and the Babadook is vanquished, <laughs> and they go to bed, or whatever. And they all lived happily ever after. Good night. (laughs) But later, after Samuel finally falls asleep, Amelia reads the book in her bedroom to find that the rest of the pages of the book are blank. Mm -hmm. She stands on a stool and puts it on top of her wardrobe. Afterwards, which 
I will never do that. I don't know if anybody listening has ever seen Desperate Housewives, but do y'all remember Catherine's backstory? Because no, <laughs> I know I'm the only one here, but don't put things that kids want on top of stuff. Don't do it. I th- I'm, <laughs> the kid doesn't make it, does he? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's very tragic. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Afterwards, she sits downstairs holding Bugsy and flipping through channels, still massaging her jaw. She stops on a romantic scene and just stares at it. It's like sad. Yeah. TV at night is not for lonely people. (laughs) Trust me. Uh, (laughs) So I feel very bad for her in this scene. Yeah. She stares and then just turns it off and gets up. But I mean, I guess she had another agenda in mind. (laughs) (laughs) She she goes up to her room and rummages through a box and pulls out a vibrator. Before checking her door once again, she gets into bed and she starts doing her business. Right. Good for her. And she deserves it. Okay. If if anybody's (laughs) earned it. (laughs) In Sam's room, we see him wake up. He pulls a ball out, the same ball that, you know, same type of ball, at least, that he broke the window with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he pulls it out from under his pillow and looks at his closet, which is now open. And that's where the Babadook claimed to have lived. Yeah. So we you've got, got me fucked up. And I'm, yeah. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> and no. No. Um, but Amelia, again, is doing her business in her room. And we see the door to her bedroom slowly open and Sam come sprinting in, screaming and jump on the bed. Not good. No. It's like, can this woman have fucking yeah. anything? <laughs> She's like, I, I got to switch gears. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> yeah. He says that the Babadook is in his room. The closet was closed, but now it's wide open, which is true. Mm-hmm. She tells him they're not going to do this and just puts the blanket over him. Just like, just fucking go to sleep. She says it's just a book and he's just exhausted. He tells her he doesn't want anything bad to happen to her. But it just did. You just fucked up yeah. what she was doing. You ruined my evening. Yeah, it already has. Yeah. yeah. But thanks. I know you don't want me to die, but I yeah. wanted the little death. <laughs> <laughs> and you took it from yeah. me, Sam. Fuck, man. <laughs> she tells him that nothing bad is gonna happen to her, and he promises to protect her. How is he gonna protect her? What does his weapons, yeah, man? His... I guess his, his gadgets. You, yeah. know, <laughs> you know he's got that thing on him. <laughs> but we get more shots of the house before seeing Amelia sitting up in bed reading with Sam sleeping beside her. And at first I'm like, does this woman ever sleep? Yeah. No, dude. But then it's like when you have kids, that little window that you have between when they go to bed and you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, I would rather read this book. I'd rather watch this movie. Then sleep. Like, I get it. Now, keep that in mind, because I feel like that could have... Okay, it leads to interesting moments. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But there's a bit of confusion that we'll talk about at the end of the episode. Okay. All right. But she hears a thud. And after hearing it again, she just puts her book away and lays down to sleep. I'm like, what the hell was that? But Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bed. (laughs) I was like, did this bitch really just cover her head? (laughs) And after hearing a noise... You are in bed with your son. Oh, no, it'll go away. It'll get both of us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go together. No. That's I, d- I just want to say I don't have kids, so that's probably what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> your your sister can tell you, if I hear something, I'm going to get up. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't leave. matter if I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> I'm going to go somewhere safe. Yeah. Why are you climbing out the window? Huh? Oh, you didn't hear that? Let's get the fuck out of here. 
Whether I'm in my boxers or I'm whatever, I'm gonna get up and still go look. Just to check. You got to. You have you to. Have to. He, he has to. Yeah, apparently yeah. JP and Amelia, <laughs> yeah. completely different schools of thought. <laughs> and me. <but>. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, go check it out. Yeah, yeah you no, go check. You go. <laughs> but we see her sped up as she sleeps until we see sunlight coming into the room. And I, I thought this was a really cool, like, passage of time right you know Mm -hmm. but she gets out of bed once samuel yells at her that it's nine (laughs) o'clock as they're leaving the house we see that she's on the phone with work and we learn that she told them that the school had called yesterday because sam was sick Mm -hmm. not because he you know yeah uh brought a weapon (laughs) (laughs) she tells them that he's no longer running a fever and that her sister's going to be watching him today. He tries to take one of his weapons out of the house and Amelia tells him to put it back or she's throwing it in the trash, which I probably would have thrown it away already. Oh, yeah. Um, Did he really think he was going to escape by with he that? He tried it. Yeah. And I'll be taking <laughs> this. Yeah. No, they you fucking will. <laughs> they will. Really? Kids will just, you can't blame uh, him for trying. You just I mean, got to be like, Mm-mm. I respect it, but yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> But she gets off the phone and tells Sam no talk of monsters or Babadooks or anything like that. Next, we see her at work calling out bingo numbers. And it's clear that almost no one is paying attention to the game. So she takes another number and calls it as five billion. She's she's doing it like Saul Goodman. (laughs) I love it. But another employee sees her doing this and looks at her very judgmentally. She's mean mugging the shit oh, out of yeah. her. Yeah. And I don't understand. I'm like, dude, okay, she's having fun with it. Yeah. She isn't saying five billion since no one's fucking listening yeah. or anything. <laughs> you know, she's just having fun. Yeah. Wh- I don't see what's Plus, wrong with wouldn't this. Wouldn't you rather want her to be having a good time at work yes. than just being a bitch to everybody? You yeah, in theory, yeah. Not well, not her. But yeah. no, that that lady. She's like, it's the second this fucking game's yeah. over. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. <laughs> But later she sits alone in the break room until Robbie comes in and he tells her that that employee was not impressed with her bingo. (laughs) So apparently there was a talk or something about it. But he asks if she's okay, and she says she is and then kind of tries to pivot the conversation to how he's doing. But she's clearly not okay. No. Um, He tells her it's fine for her to not be fine. And she finally admits that she's stressed. He tells her to just go home for the day and he'll cover for her since she has a sick boy at home. And she offers him her pay for doing this. And he says, no, you know, I'm like, what a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, Yeah, he should have taken the pay. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like there's a nice guy and then there's a guy this nice that you're like, what the fuck do you want? Clearly, I think there's a crush situation situation happening. (laughs) But in his mind, she's stressed. She looks exhausted. She's kind of, you know, I guess that was unprofessional what happened with bingo. It was fun. she, (laughs) She has a sick child at home. He's being very nice. I am all for it. But I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of Amelia going straight to pick up Sam, she goes to the mall and I don't blame her. No. Um, But she walks around the mall by herself and sits and has an ice cream cone. And the whole sequence looks kind of almost like she's dreaming. Right. It doesn't feel real. It it doesn't. It's just, I guess, surreal. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Maybe that's where that that's word, word came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's almost like she finally has a little bit of an escape from, 
you know, everything that she's right. dealing with. I had two things there. One was, of course, much deserved alone time for yes, her. Yeah. And it's so innocent. Yeah. She's an getting ice an ice cream cone. cone. Yeah. Right. I read in The Guardian, they had an interview with Jennifer Kent, and she said one of the things that she really wanted to get across was an aspect of motherhood that is not typically shown in films. And that's this. Yeah, it is. The need for a breather. Yeah. I really like that you mentioned that because also, like, how much is put upon her? She takes this one minute for herself, and then we'll see how she's treated because of it in a minute. exactly. But she gets in her car to leave, and in the like parking garage, I guess she notices a couple in the car across from her and they start to make out and she watches as romantic music swells. The woman notices her (laughs) and she's like, Oh, like looks away (laughs) and the romantic music cuts off. And this happens like a few times in this film. And I love it when it happens yeah, because you're so immersed in this moment, like with her. And then when the music stops, you're like, Oh shit. Like, okay, we're back. We were staring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But she pulls her phone out of her bag and notices 10 missed calls, all from Claire. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But Amelia arrives at Claire's house to see Sam sitting by himself on the driveway and Claire standing away from him holding Ruby. She tells Amelia that she knows she wasn't at work. Where has she been? And this is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, she took a minute to try to fucking regroup. Yeah. And... Where were you? You weren't at work. Okay. She's allowed zero respite no. from Mm-mm. her life. No. So again, another bad thing that happened. <laughs> because of you. Because yeah, of yeah. Sam. And I'm sorry, but Claire really got to throw, not throw him, but you got to put him on the fucking driveway. <laughs> yeah, you I know. Ha- you can't just be in the house. <laughs> you can't be inside. <laughs> like, that's insane. Well, and, well, let's find out what he did. Okay. So she says that Sam terrified Ruby and even scared her because he talked to the Babadook all day, which was essentially just talking to the air and he needs to see someone because this is not normal for a kid to be talking nonsense. Um, a couple things here. Yeah. He's to her, mm-hmm. maybe talking to an imaginary friend or an imaginary right. monster or something. That was enough to call her 10 times and call her at work like to I find said- out calm down yeah <laughs> to find out that she wasn't there because she had to call her job plus like, that's your nephew you can't mm-hmm. and the kid is like, six years old yeah, yeah. and so I, really I, that yeah. was my second point it's absolutely normal for kids to be talking nonsense that's all fucking kids oh, say dude. Yeah. <laughs> like it's totally normal i just felt like that i was like did he sneak a weapon and like no yeah, no he's just being weird he stabbed ruby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now yeah sit on the yes, driveway call, call me <laughs> but now you lost your indoor privileges <laughs> i just i thought it was a bit much i agree but she seems so fucking waspy yeah oh yeah. yeah so i mean i get it yeah but sam pipes up to tell her that the babadook is real and when Amelia scolds him for talking to Claire that way, <laughs> he throws firecrackers onto the ground and they uh, <laughs> pocket sand. <laughs> I was like, that's too much. I would be pissed if I'm Amelia because I'm like, we had what, three rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two of them were Babadook related. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's just, don't talk to her that way. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Like, oh my God, dude, stop. You're already in trouble. What makes you think that that's... Yeah. Maybe he's like, I'm already in trouble. <laughs> and for opinion. And for- <laughs> but in the car, when she asks Sam where he got the firecrackers, he reminds her that she bought them for him off the internet. 
And she's like, well, that's the end of the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Why would she ever buy? I don't think she did. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, those things, um, they're just little bitty like tissue paper. Yeah, they just pop when you throw them on the floor. Yeah, you just throw them on the floor. And you, I mean, I used to get them when I was a kid. Oh, okay. They're uh, not like cherry bombs? No. No. (laughs) They're not explosives. (laughs) But... She tells him that if the Babadook was real, they'd be able to see it right now. And he counters that the Babadook wants to scare you first and then you can see it. See Pennywise? Yeah. (laughs) Fear's delicious. Yeah. She tells him that she isn't scared. And he's like, well, you will be when the Babadook creeps into your room at night and eats your insides. And he's like, she's like, you know what? You're not having a party this year. Yeah. But she says that she's decided that he's not going to have his party with Ruby, which kind of made me sad. Yeah. Because I would, I would, I don't know, because then it makes it his fault. I mean, there's no good way to be like, hey, your cousin, you know, you're not. Well, but if she, if she takes the brunt of the blame, he'll be mad at her for canceling it. Yeah. Instead of hating his aunt. Or thinking that they hate him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I already think the teacher hates me. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like, God, she's just in so many horrible positions. And I feel like that's something I appreciated more watching it this time. Because the first time I'm like, this kid. Oh, Oh, my God. She's trying her best. Oh, my God. Watching it this time, I'm like, this poor fucking lady. That's Mm -hmm. all I keep thinking. Like, oh, my God. But back at home, Amelia calls Sam down for dinner and standing in her kitchen, she can see Mrs. Roach's like living room Mm -hmm. and she smiles. Mrs. Roach is just watching TV. It's cute. (laughs) But in the basement, Sam is putting on a magic show for stuffed animals, a picture of Amelia and Oscar and of course, Bugsy. He throws more firecrackers on the ground and Bugsy's like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sam's got to use these up. Yeah, right. (laughs) dispose of the evidence exactly but in the kitchen amelia notices the door open as bugsy comes up downstairs sam tells the picture of oscar that he's gonna save his mom he shows him how he's gonna catch the babadook and pulls a rope tight on the bottom step coming down into the basement like a tripwire right Mm -hmm. now the babadook might be watching so don't give away all your (laughs) yeah fucking shit right (laughs) And name him by name. No. The Babadook. He's we're, like, oh, really? Fucking taking notes. <laughs> we'll see about that. But then he shoots his dart gun, saying that once the Babadook is trapped, he's going to kill it. Like you said, he's got a plan. Yeah. Got to respect it. Yeah. Amelia calls to him again. And once upstairs, she finds the key to the basement on him. Mm. He lies, saying that he was just putting something away down there. And she tells him that all his father's things are in the basement. So she's not happy. He says that he's his father, too. And she doesn't own him. Just then, perfect timing. There's a knock on the door and it's Robbie. What did I tell you? (laughs) (laughs) He brought flowers, though, for Amelia and a gift for Sam. And once inside, he gives Sam the gift. It's a model airplane because his mom always used to buy model airplanes when he was sick. It's very nice. It's very sweet. But with with absolutely no chill, (laughs) Sam is like, I'm not sick. Is that like when you try to get discount tickets and your kid's like, no, I'm five. You're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) It just sucks, dude. Like, bad. Because what can you say? Uh, He was sick. He's feeling a lot better. Yeah. That's, I mean. Be like, yes, you were. I was cleaning up puke all (laughs) goddamn morning. (laughs) 
Remember? But, and then you like nudge him. Remember? Uh, or stick him with a pin or something. <laughs> I don't know. His ass. Like, what? You little fucker. <laughs> but she doesn't do any of that. She says it's true. He's not sick. He's just so disobedient that he can't go to school. Sam screams that he hates her and tells Robbie that Amelia won't let him have a birthday party or a dad before running upstairs. <laughs> None of this. No. This is the last we see of Robbie ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing, my thing was, you don't even see him leave. Yeah. No, he just disappears. <laughs> yeah, I wondered that too. I was like, what the hell happened? And he's just gone. Like, again, with the editing, I feel like this movie is short enough to where she could very sadly try to apologize in some way for her son's behavior or something. Right, or you just hear and, her and then yeah. hear the door close and her yeah, son. Yeah, no, he's just gone. He says it's okay, or, you know, they yeah. have another character moment, but instead, never again. Yeah. <laughs> for all I know, she killed Robbie. Yeah, Baba Dick got him. Exactly, yeah. I don't, I mean, we don't you know, know. Yeah. anything we don't know. could have happened. R.I.P. Robbie. <laughs> But the next thing we see is not Robbie, but Amelia going down to the basement to see what an absolute mess Mm. Sam has made of everything down there. She finds a picture that Sam was talking to and holds it to her chest before noticing that Sam has taken his father's suit and propped it up against the wall as if he were standing there. Shoes and all. The shoes, hat. But that night at dinner, they eat soup together quietly before Amelia pulls a piece of glass out of her mouth. She tells Sam not to eat his and pulls his bowl toward her, but there's nothing in his. So was that the potato chip soup that people are making that she fed him? <laughs> the or lace what? Yeah, what was that? I would rather eat her soup than the lace soup. Yeah. <laughs> or mashed Even potatoes with the glass. With the glass, yes. With extra glass, please. Um, but she checks her own again and sees even more glass at the bottom of the bowl. And Sam's like, the Babadook did it. Considering how flavorless the food looked, they should probably be thanking <laughs> yeah. the Babadook for getting involved. But the Babadook's like, oh, no, no, yeah, no. Don't do that. But this is still a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, takes it very well. Yeah. Uh, she tells him to go watch TV and she'll make them something else. She looks in on Sam watching a DVD to learn more magic tricks. So, again, with the. <laughs> And I'm not harping on it, but the food looked very bland. (laughs) (laughs) But the color palette in the house is also muted. I I wanted to talk about that as well. And so that I think that's where they're trying to say without Oscar for her, her world is without color. It is very drab. Very, very drab. Her clothes, everything. I read that Jennifer Kent, because Monster is black and white. Right. They were going to film this in black and white, but then she's started adding in like these subtle blues and burgundies. Pink. But there's barely. Yeah. It's very muted. Right. But that food's the food. <laughs> <laughs> the food was bland. But as she walks upstairs later, she sees Sam running out of her bedroom. When she walks in, she sees the photo of herself and Oscar on the bed, and all of her blankets are thrown onto the floor. A face has been drawn over hers in the picture, and Oscar's face has been marked out completely. Okay. So, as I said previously, the subtlety of this kid's behavior and her struggle to dealing with it, right? Mm -hmm. This is beyond. Because now it's like, okay, now I don't just want to really sympathize with her. I want her to punt him out the window. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know? So I'm like, is this too far? (sighs) 
It's a lot. I know I talk about beating kids, <laughs> and obviously I don't. You do not beat I, our I kids. I don't beat our kids, but I feel like a hand to the ass is not a bad <laughs> thing here. I My, mean, this feels like too much too fast. Right. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. Because this is, I mean, now I hate this kid. <laughs> right. Because this, what if this is the last picture Who she knows? has of Oscar? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't oh, know. Man. There's none, there's none up in the house. No. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, how, what do you want me to feel right now? <laughs> <laughs> but she brings the photo into Sam's room and asks if he thinks this is funny. He grabs his weapon and tries to run away, but she wrestles it away from him. She's kneeled down to his level and he pushes her down asking if she wants to die. Mm. Is that a threat? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, he really likes uh, Possum Kingdom. (laughs) 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 He snatches the weapon up and runs out of the room. Later, she sits at the table alone and the light above her flickers before turning off and then turning back on. Haunted house shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what else? Yeah. (laughs) What else you got? (laughs) We get shots back and forth of her rubbing her temple and Sam up in his room. He notices the closet door is wide open again and walks over to it with his weapon on his back. Downstairs, Amelia hears a loud sound and Sam's scream. She runs upstairs to find the entire wardrobe has fallen down and the window is open. Again, don't be putting... Spoiler alert. (laughs) Don't be putting shit on the top of the thing. Um, you and fucking desperate housewives. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I love swear it. To God. Um, <laughs> the window is also open. I don't know if I said that, but it is. <laughs> That's more important she, here. It is. She finally finds Sam curled up underneath his bed, and he just looks like traumatized. She pulls him out and puts him on the bed, and he starts saying, "Don't let it in. Don't let it in." Over and over and over. And she notices that somehow the. Babadook book is back on the shelf. That's not. No, that's a problem. I remember. (laughs) I did want to point out. Mm -hmm. I did look it up. And our friends again over at Monster Monday podcast, (laughs) they do have the limited edition signed by Jennifer. Yeah, I'm even more jealous now. Even more jealous. Yes. Yes. The next thing we see is Amelia ripping up the pages of the book. Eerie music plays as she rips out and up each page and it ends when she puts all of it in the trash can and closes the lid. So again, this moment of like music swelling and Uh then boom, Mm -hmm. it's just gone. So along with her not sleeping well, the idea of what this film is to me and could have been, I don't want to see this book again. Okay. If you understand what I'm saying. Okay. I have a counterpoint. Oh, later. Uh, All right. Later. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But later, as Amelia lies in bed with the sleeping Sam, we see a shadow pass over the top of the stairs. The bedside lamp next to her begins to flicker on and off, and she just turns it off. She's like, not right now. (laughs) (laughs) She hears three knocks. Does that sound familiar? Mm. And pulls the blanket over her head again. (laughs) Oh, come on. It quickly transitions from night to day as sunlight shines onto the blanket and Sam is like, do we really have to go to this party? Which is my every waking anytime yeah. do there's we anything. Do we ever have to do anything? <laughs> do we have to get out of bed? Do we have to be alive? <laughs> Please tell me. Yes. But they do go to Ruby's party and there Sam clings onto Amelia as Ruby opens a doll and whines that she already has this one. Every kid in this film annoys me a little. I have, right. Yeah. You know, in a different way. I've literally been like, if it's a birthday party situation or something, if you already have it, 
fucking say thank you yes and we'll we'll talk about it when you get that is like the i that drives me crazy when kids do that but um anyway (laughs) (laughs) soapbox you just say thank you just say thank you thank you just be polite um anyway any kids listening (laughs) (laughs) listen yes but all the kids leave to go play and Sam whines loudly when Amelia tries to pull him away from her. She finally peels him off and tells him to go play right now. He leaves and all the other moms are just staring at her. We learn through Claire's friend trying to talk to Amelia that Amelia used to write articles for magazines, but she doesn't do that anymore. One of Claire's friends is like, oh, <laughs> oh, I do volunteer work with other disadvantaged women who have lost their husbands and they have a hard time, too. And the other women quickly changed the subject to how that woman's husband got a new job. And now she feels like she has the kids all the time and she doesn't even have time to go to the gym. And Amelia's like, oh, what a tragedy. How do you cope? Get Which her like, ass, yeah, yeah, Amelia. Yeah. Drag oh, that yeah. bitch. I- <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed that too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because that's bullshit. And yes. she never stands up for herself ever. No, so no. I was like, how... D- how dare this woman? Yeah. Like, who does that? And maybe don't bring up my dead husband at a birthday party. Please. Yeah. Like, please. What the what fuck? The hell? I also noticed that they're all like wearing black too. Mm-hmm. All the moms. Yeah. Oh. Except for Amelia has like a pink dress, I think. Mm-hmm. But she stands with the black out. coat over right. it. Yeah. But like, yeah, fuck that lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, you must have so much to talk about with those poor disadvantaged women. And it's oh. like, she killed the good time. But like, no. That's not fair. No. But outside, a clown is performing tricks for the kids. Ruby leaves the group and climbs up to her treehouse where Sam is hiding out. She tells him that this is her treehouse and he can't be up here. And Sam's like, I'm not hurting anybody, which he's not. (laughs) No homers. (laughs) We're allowed to have one. Yeah. But we cut to Claire saying goodbye to the other guests and they like I, Amelia, as they leave. But it's like, okay, when the kids are that young, if you're inviting my kid to a party, like, okay, what we doing? Because I'm here too. Like we're yeah. partying. Right. They're all just like leaving their kids there except for Amelia, which I thought was odd. Yeah. Because I mean, they left. Yeah. But anyway. They had to go watch Desperate Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> then I don't blame them. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> they were coming to my house. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> In the treehouse, Sam asks Ruby how Claire would even know if the Babadook was real or not because she never comes to their house. Ruby says that Claire says she doesn't like to go to their house because it's too depressing. And when kids say shit like that, they heard that. Like, oh, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. I will say a lot of this is a little too on the nose for me. <laughs> it is. A little too specific. Okay, yeah. and we're talking you about know? Sam's behavioral issues. This little what girl, about- Ruby, needs some, she needs yeah. a mint. Uh, what was it? Monitor. A monitor, yeah. <laughs> 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 but... Sam counters with telling Ruby that the Babadook would eat Claire for breakfast and rip her arms off. And Ruby tells him to shut up. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't want to hear that either. Down in the yard, Claire tells Amelia that it's been seven years since Oscar died and she can't even handle it when someone mentions him. It's time to move on. We are no longer friends. How dare you? How dare you? This is her sister, right? It's her sister. We are no longer sisters. (laughs) Amelia says that she has moved on. She doesn't even talk about him. Like, what does it matter to Claire in the treehouse? Ruby tells Samuel that he's not even good enough to have a dad when everybody else has one. And Sam says that he does have one. We're just bouncing back between these two horrible arguments. Basically the same conversation. Yeah. But down in the yard, Amelia says that Claire never asks how her life is going and never comes to her house anymore. And Claire lets the cat out of the bag that she doesn't come over because she can't stand to be around Sam. And she knows that Amelia can't stand to be around him either. 
She's like, admit it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's uh, pretty tough. In the treehouse, Ruby goes on to say that Sam's dad died, so he didn't have to be with him. His mom doesn't want him. Nobody wants him. Finally fed up, which you know what? I think he earned this one. He had yeah. to handle his business. <laughs> yeah. How much can one kid take, dude? No, that was. And I didn't shit. expect to come to this table defending yeah. Sam. This will be one of few times. Oh my god! But he pushes her ass out of the treehouse, and he does. And her tumble makes no sense, but it doesn't because yeah. she falls backwards and lands on her face. <laughs> <laughs> But she has a bloody nose. Just immediate blood like Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) Claire takes Ruby inside, telling Amelia to look after the other kids. We cut to the car where Sam is kicking the seat and screaming for Amelia as she drives. She finally pulls over and asks the iconic question, why can't you just be normal? Which Which he responds with a screech. (laughs) (laughs) What a horrible thing to say to your kid, though. Like, I know in that moment... Like, I think every parent has had that moment where you're like, this is it. I've lost my mind. Like, there it goes. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it still makes me sad because that's a lot to say to a six year old. (laughs) I feel like, again, I think they're going a little overboard with the Sam stuff. Like, you've already, the point's already been made. I get it. This is like a parody. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I feel like when I watched this the first time, this is the scene where I'm like, this is too much. I was like, she should tuck and roll out of the car. <laughs> but yeah, I just watching it this time. I'm like, you know, we already got it. We got it. Yeah. I mean, without it, we wouldn't have that meme, but <laughs> no, right. <laughs> so I appreciate it, but still so we needed it. Mm-hmm. But she says there is no Baba duck. This prompts another piercing scream from Sam who all at once just stops and stares next to him in the back seat. He starts yelling at whatever he sees to get out and there's nothing there. No, Amelia, crying now, begs him to stop. Suddenly, Sam's eyes roll into the back of his head and he falls into the seat, seizing. So this is like not... It's not just a kid acting out. Like yeah. there's... Something's going on. Not from a book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But Amelia rushes and gets him out of the car and lays him on the sidewalk and asks a couple that's walking by for help because there's something wrong with her son. We cut to Sam being examined in a doctor's office. Amelia sobs as the doctor tells her he thinks it was just Sam's brain overheating, but they won't know for sure until the tests come back. But everything else is fine. His brain didn't have any radiator fluid. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like to me, and I think Jennifer Kent, we'll get into it a little bit more later. She respects horror because I was like the exorcist. Yeah, I I have the same same vibes. Mm hmm. But the doctor tells her that Sam is suffering from anxiety and very committed to his theory about the monster. But all kids see monsters. And Amelia's like, not like this. Yeah. No. <laughs> she says that he's starting to become aggressive. The doctor agrees to refer him to a psychiatrist. And Amelia is grateful. But she asks for something to help Sam sleep. Well, she kind of pushes for. She does. Yeah. <laughs> It's not really asking. More of a beg. (laughs) She says they haven't slept in weeks and she is not coping. He reluctantly prescribes a short course of sedatives only to be used until the test results come back. He says, usually mothers only ask for it if it's really bad. And she's like, go rewatch the first 40 minutes of the movie. (laughs) It's really bad. It's really bad. Back at home, Sam says that Ruby told him people don't like him because he's weird, which we didn't see that part. I didn't of the hear comments. that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's when Claire was talking to Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amelia comforts him, telling him that's not true and tries to get him to take the sedative. He hugs her and again says that he doesn't want her to die. She tells him she's not going to. And he was like, well, did you think that about my dad? Again, you're going overboard. I feel. Yeah, it was a bit much for That's me. That's a lot. That's a lot. Because it's like, you already ruined the picture. <laughs> yeah. You know, and now, I mean, again, they've established he has a knack for saying the wrong things at the wrong time. He has a knack. I don't necessarily think it's the wrong thing. It's whatever he is thinking. Like, hmm. he's just very blunt. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she tells him to take the medicine. He says that if she promises to protect him, he promises to protect her and he won't mention the Babadook anymore. I'm mean, like, what fucking ever? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He takes the medicine and she tucks him into bed. He tells her that he loves her and she says, me too. Uh, which I feel like we've talked about bothers me. Yeah. But like, definitely don't say that to your kid. No, no. I love myself too. Yeah. <laughs> I also love me. I am great. But she sits and waits for him to fall asleep. Afterwards, she goes into her own bedroom and we get a shot of her falling into the bed from her ceiling again, like yeah. at the beginning. It's a neat shot yeah. that I loved at the beginning. Yeah. And I think using it again contrasts with how she felt the first time we saw the shot. Yeah. Because this time it's like, all right. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. But she sits up in the morning and looks at the clock to see that it's 11.03. So she slept. Yeah. If nine was too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is still asleep, though. So those pills, they worked. This motherfucker ain't joking. No. Yeah. <laughs> Amelia comes downstairs and she's just smiling. Like she finally rested. Like yeah. she's smiling. But it's just in time to hear a knock at the door. She opens it, but no one's there. After going back inside, there's a pounding at the door. She opens it and no one's there again. But now a dirty Duck book is sitting on the porch. There's a peephole on the door, and she never used it. That's unacceptable. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even notice that. <laughs> that's, that's fair, though. I noticed that it was three knocks. Again. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good um, point. All the book bits are amazing, but I didn't want to see it again, and I'll get into that later. Okay. I'm happy to see it again, just because I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the <laughs> yeah. film. It is but cool. I, I, get, I do get what you're saying, though. Okay. But Amelia takes it inside horrified and sits down to flip through it and find that all the pages have been pieced back together mm -hmm. and not like with tape. They're yeah, just like, no. you can still see the rips, but it's just back together. So it's supernatural now. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and the Babadook has a few new bars added yeah. to the book. He's like, by the way, I've been working on my mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I'll wager with you. I'll make you a bet. The more you deny, the stronger I get. And there's a new pop-up of a huge image of the Babadook hovering over a woman in bed with the large words, let me in, under him. The next page shows the woman standing with the Babadook as her shadow. It says, you start to change when I get in. The Babadook is growing right under your skin. Oh, come, come see what's underneath. The woman, still with the Babadook behind her, is strangling a dog. We have a dog. You know, yeah. <laughs> we have a white dog. Yeah, just like the drawing. And I'm right. drawing. <laughs> but the paper crinkles as the paper woman breaks the paper dog's throat. Then she's doing the same neck. <laughs> yeah. I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> 
Again, n- not enough can be said about how cool the book is. It's amazing. Yes. There's several points that are going to come into my score that are just because of the book. Right. Oh, yeah. But then she's doing the same to the little boy, and I'll call it an ectus. <laughs> <laughs> she breaks his throat. <laughs> she breaks their necks. Then she slits her own neck. neck. <laughs> <laughs> slash throat with red paper coming down as she does so and that's the only color in the book aside from the cover right yes which so it's also red striking oh yeah and on that featurette i saw with him talking about how he made the book uh-huh he picked up that piece in particular and showed how if you pull a lever in the back the red comes through oh my god that's bad I love yeah. it. so oh, cool man. i love it so cool but Amelia douses the book in gasoline in her grill and sets it on fire she looks up to see sam watching her Inside on the phone, Claire tells Amelia that Ruby's nose is broken in two places and she's going to need surgery. The fall wasn't that bad. I, apparently it was. Mm. It was yeah, a skyscraper treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> when Amelia offers to pay for all of it, Claire's like, you can't even pay your bills. Don't throw it in her face. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I- but Amelia admits to Claire that she thinks someone is stalking them. She tells Claire about the book, but annoyed, Claire's like, just go to the police if you think it's, you know, a problem and hangs up on her. The phone rings and Amelia answers thinking it's Claire calling back. But instead, a voice croaks out, ba-ba-ba, duck, duck, duck. And she hangs up, you know, terrified. Of right. course. So two questions. One, I don't remember hearing the ba-ba-ba. I just remember hearing ba-ba-duck. Duck, duck. And so that's why I was like, You're probably right. Why did they yeah. put that in the book if they're not going to say it all? <laughs> I put my own spin on it. Right. <laughs> I think right. I, I'm not calling you out or anything. No, I think you're right. No, though. I just didn't know because in the book it is that. Yeah. And so I'm like, Why aren't you saying that? And also, is the Bobby Duck a Pokemon? Yes. Hey. <laughs> can only say his own name. It's interesting. <laughs> but Amelia takes Claire's advice and goes to the police station to try to report someone stalking her and Sam. She explains the book has violent images of her and her son. And of course, the officer's like, let me see it. Right. Well, she tells the officer that she burned the book along with the evidence that what was said on the phone matches what's written in it. And he's like, there's nothing I can do. All right. Now you just look crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, to look even crazier, she looks over at a coat rack and sees the cloak, gloves and top hat of the Duck. And then we see that her hands are like black from, yeah. I guess, burning the book. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. And then runs out of the police station. <laughs> well, she's like, I see the Babadook is the chief of police. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and just leave. Right. Oh, he works here. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm not going to get any help here. <laughs> I see you've chosen a sign. Yeah. <laughs> Good day to you. Yeah. Back at home, Amelia picks up Sam from Mrs. Roach's house. And after he explains that Mrs. Roach shakes because of Parkinson's and then doing an impression, she scolds him. Again, with the saying what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Roach tells her that that's okay. He just sees things as they are and he speaks his mind just like Oscar did. In her interactions with Amelia, wouldn't she know not to bring him up? I mean, I don't know. Something about this kind of just doesn't feel right to me. I mean, I guess that's... Fair. No, yeah, I, I can, I understand, I can see that. Like, I mean, I don't know. Because if she knew that, you know what I mean, it was that she's taking it hard or whatever, mm-hmm. don't really bring it up. And has been. Yeah. Yeah. It's been seven years. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I just feel like it was her trying to be like, you know, he's like him. Like, right, right. Oscar's not here, but he's, he's like him. Don't hold it against yeah. him. 
basically. But Amelia doesn't take it that way. No, not at all. <laughs> she snaps at her for always bringing Oscar up is what she said. Do you always have to bring him up? This is so the first maybe, time she's yeah. that I've seen. <laughs> well, maybe she does. And Amelia's just like, uh-huh. And then now she's like, fucking stop. Like, uh-huh. Stop talking about him. So maybe Mrs. Roach thinks it's fine. Well. In this little old lady's defense. Yeah. yeah. But she <laughs> she walks away snatching Sam by his arm. At home, as she does housework, Bugsy starts barking at her. She tries to comfort him and see what's wrong, and he just runs away. He's like, I saw it was in that fucking book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I my neck. Like it. <laughs> my throat. <laughs> my throat's going to get got. <laughs> but she walks into the kitchen and notices that she has a roach on her shoulder. Yeah. Which, oh, my oh, God. No. That's fucking horrible. That's burn worse the, than the Babadook. Burn yeah. the whole house down. <laughs> But disgusted, she brushes it off and notices that more of them are coming out from underneath the fridge. She pulls the fridge away from the wall and notices a slit in the wallpaper. Once she pulls up the wallpaper, she finds a hole in the wall and a gang of roaches just crawl out. What's going on on this side? (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's like, what else? No, it's horrible. The only thing to me, it was like, that hole doesn't look new. No. No. So how long has that been there? You're telling me you haven't encountered... One roach with that thing. Well, hold on, because there's more. But no. wait, there's yeah. more. <laughs> she tells Sam not to go in there. And the next thing we see is her cleaning the hell out of that kitchen. Two representatives from community services show up. They're Prue and Warren, played by Kathy Adamek and Greg Bahana. And they ask to see Sam and get Amelia to look over some papers since he's no longer registered for school. Right. Perfect but timing. It, but it, and, but it's, only, it's been two days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The kid could just be sick. Yeah. And well, I'm sure the school was, was like, she say, pulled him out. They notified. Yeah. I, it's been two days. But <laughs> once inside, Prue asks Sam how he's feeling. And he tells her he's just a bit tired from the drugs his mom gave him. And she's like, it's a prescription. Yeah. Kid, I swear <laughs> to God. Oh God. <laughs> Prue asks for a glass of water and they follow Amelia into the kitchen. She says the kitchen's a mess because she found a cockroach infestation in a hole behind the fridge. But when they look behind the fridge the hole is completely gone so add that to my list of things okay i have two things here one i feel like it's very improper to show up to someone else's house thirsty (laughs) 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 maybe i'm just an asshole but i could never imagine like imagine if it was food like you're just hi how's it going got any chips or anything (laughs) like who the fuck are you (laughs) got any snacks (laughs) yeah Yeah, scratching your belly (laughs) she didn't offer water no may i have a go i thought that she was asking for a glass of water to get Amelia out of the room. So she could so talk to Sam. She could talk yeah. to Sam, no, but this follow bitch her. follows <laughs> She's like, no, I'm but, thirsty. But the other thing is that the neighbor could have had any name at all, but they named her Mrs. Roach. <gasps> Holy shit. What an idiot I am. I did yeah. not put that together at <laughs> You're all. You're not an idiot. What? <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> but I thought that was very weird. She has that confrontation with Mrs. Roach, and then she goes into her house and sees a bunch of roaches. That's weird. Right. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm too dumb. Maybe I'm the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's weird i feel like there has to there has to be something to that right, something. yeah i think her, her christian name is mrs cockroach because <laughs> her name could have been just like mrs smith yeah right did not have to be that huh. roach is a strong name <laughs> that's yeah. a name yeah so oh but anyway she's like oh i meant there was a hole in the wallpaper and they're looking at her like yeah why didn't she just say i sealed it up just before you knocked yeah <laughs> because it, don't touch it it's still wet <laughs> yeah water you say (laughs) but warren gives her the paperwork in his card and he's like clearly we've caught you at a bad time Mm -hmm. 
And just as they're about to leave, Sam comes in and is like, I think I'm going to vomit. Great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that night, Amelia puts scraps of wallpaper into the outside trash can and looks up at the sky, which quickly transitions from day to night. I like that. Yeah. I love the transitions yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. But inside, Sam is asleep on the couch. Amelia is doing the dishes and looks across at Mrs. Roach again, who, again, is sitting in her chair and watching TV. She looks down at the dishes and looks back up to see the Duck standing behind Mrs. Roach. Why is he in her house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's at the police station. Yeah. He's, he's busy. He gets around. She breaks the dish that she's holding and Sam comes in to tell her that he's going to bed. Amelia looks back into Mrs. Roach's house and the Duck is just gone. She convinces Sam to stay up for a little bit so the pills work better and the two of them watch TV. Now, the Duck's design, again, with Jennifer Kent being just a student of horror. Yeah. Is apparently, I read, a similar design was used in a lost Lon Chaney Sr. film. Oh. I think it was called London After Midnight. But if you look up like a side-by-side, it's mm-hmm. the Babadook. <laughs> like straight up with the top hat and the teeth and everything. Right. That's crazy. But I thought that was very neat that she would kind of use that. While we're sidebarred, I, I just wanted to give Tim Purcell credit for playing the Babadook. Yes. All right. right. (laughs) I also take issue with that, which we'll get to in a bit. All right. Not with him personally at all. Because that motherfucker. No. (laughs) Yeah. What happened? Me and Tim go, wait, no. I don't know this dude, but we'll talk. All right. Later, she finishes reading him a bedtime story, and he's already asleep in her lap. The electricity crackles again, and we see that again the closet is open. We get more shots of the house before seeing Amelia and Sam in bed together. She sits up, startled after hearing a scraping noise, and Bugsy starts barking. She lets the dog into the room, gets back in bed, and then the scraping sound starts again. It stops, but the doorknob turns and her bedroom door opens. We can barely see the Duck sliding in in the shadows. She hides under the blanket as the croaking voice says, Baba duck, duck, duck. Baba. Right. <laughs> and it's it's horrifying every oh, time. Oh, it is. Yeah. No. It, it's no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but she looks out of the covers to see him skittering along the ceiling, very bug-like. Is this yeah. the opening for American Horror Story? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was, I don't know. <laughs> but he moves around before opening his arms and descending onto her, and he looks like a drawing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Like he's come out of the book, kind of. Mm -hmm. But we zoom in on her mouth as she gasps, but she sits up and turns the bedside lamp on. She grabs Sam and turns on all the lights before going downstairs and turning all the lights on on down there. She was Baba Shook. She was (laughs) quite Baba Shook. I'd ask where the Baba Duck was, but it looks like you ate him. Yeah. Later, she massages her jaw as she's watching TV, nearly dozing off. An old silent film, very reminiscent of George Millet, the Frenchman who kind of created film. Again, shout out to my film professor. (laughs) Um, But I mean, the in-camera tricks, all that is like, it's almost like, I'm like, is this one of his? Because. Well, there's a special guest appearance. (laughs) 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 On tonight's episode, the Babadook is in the movie. Just, you know, being fucking weird. and She's having a bad trip. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it wasn't one of those those old silent films. I would hope not. (laughs) 
but time speeds up as we're watching Amelia and she doesn't sleep a wink. No. Like at all. Again. Again, yes. That morning, Amelia calls into work, getting into an argument with whoever she's talking to, saying that she can't help if she's sick. It's like, mm. She lays down in bed, but just before she falls asleep, Sam comes into the room and tells her that he took the medicine, but he feels nauseous. He needs to eat, and there's nothing in the fridge. He needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I know you're tired, but... You gotta feed your you kid. You have to feed your kid, dude. But she asks him why he needs to keep talk, talk, talking... Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he ever stop? She tells him she needs to sleep and he apologizes, saying he's just hungry. Well, she tells him if he's that hungry, why doesn't he just go eat shit? Yeah, fuck off, Tommy. <laughs> or Sam or whatever your name. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> no. Not even close. <laughs> the boy. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't have kids, but I don't think you should no. say things like Mm-mm. this to them. Now, but one thing I will say is they've kind of turned this kid on a dime. Yes. Because now he's suddenly very sweet. Right. I wanted to talk about that as well. Yeah. Very odd. Because I mean We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um but he starts crying, understandably, and mm-hmm. runs out of the room and she lays back down. <laughs> The next thing we see is her coming into his room. He's hiding behind his bed from her. And she apologizes, saying she doesn't know why she said that. She's just had no sleep. She asks him what he wants to eat. And he's like, I'm not even hungry anymore, which I would like be sobbing oh, yeah. if I was her. Like, well, she, I would feel so like, fucking I ate bad. Some shit. <laughs> you told me. I... <laughs> she reaches for him and he shrinks away. Right. That's tough. It's a lot. She offers to take him to a restaurant and he can have whatever he wants. They just need to get out of the house. At the restaurant, they're seated next to some very rambunctious kids mm-hmm. and Sam is behaving. Yeah. Um, and Amelia tries to smile at him, but she's still massaging her jaw. In the car, Amelia tells Sam that she just wants to drive around for a while. We see a cockroach crawling on the floor and Amelia looks down to see several on her dress, which I would... <laughs> Oh like, God. they're in the car, yeah. too. <laughs> she smacks them off and looks in the rearview mirror to see the Babadook, like, floating yeah. across <laughs> the back. <laughs> so he just shows up whenever the fuck. Whenever the yeah. fuck. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. It calls Babadook, duck, duck. Amelia and Sam scream, and yes. she loses complete control and crashes into another car. It's the last duck for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when he loses. You can tell his eyes are closed on that one. <laughs> Who's <laughs> feeling that shit? Yeah. But the man in the other car gets out and comes over to yell at her, and Amelia simply backs away from the accident and drives the yeah. fuck off. <laughs> I love that so much. She's like, I'm not doing yeah, we're, yeah. I've, The day is bad. Do you, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm dealing with right now? Yeah. But they finally arrive home. Mrs. Roach calls hello to them, and they both walk inside, ignoring her. Later, Amelia sits in a tub full of water, fully clothed. Sam walks in and offers to call Claire and invite her over, but Amelia tells him Claire doesn't want to talk to them anymore. She picks him up and puts him in the water with her. He tells her that he doesn't want her to go away, and she says she's not going anywhere. Am I the only one that thought she was going to drown that kid in this scene? I was worried for Sam. I will will say that. First, I thought she was just sitting in the tub, and then when I saw that there was water in it, I'm like, oh, this isn't. No. She's having a moment. Come here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Sam, run. Yeah. But later, Amelia brings a violin up from the basement and falls asleep with it in her bed. Clearly Oscars. Right. 
I think anything in the basement was Oscars. Right. So here, this is where, like you said, that the, mm. that he he's looks sweet or he's he like, does. I feel like right here, I noticed it. I was like, yeah. things look different. I was like, something's. I don't understand the just the drastic shift. Right. For me, it's I it, don't know, and well, it is drastic. I do want to bring this up after we get done with because this kind of goes with what I wanted, what or what my theory was, or okay. thinking okay. about it. All right. But like you said, Sam lays down with her and wraps his arms around her. He's being very sweet. Right. And he tells her he doesn't think they should stay here tonight. He offers to call Mrs. Roach. <laughs> I Man, my kids should start picking up my phone yeah. responsibilities because <laughs> this kid's on it. But she tells him not to call anyone. She just needs to sleep. He reaches for the violin and she roars at him. Oh, yeah. Leave it. Mm-hmm. He runs across the room and sits in the chair just staring at her. Everything goes out of focus and we see like smoke over him and then over Amelia as she's lying in her bed. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But she wakes up to whispers, but they stop until a muffled voice screams. There is something in the house and she sits up. She continues to hear whispering and breathing as she goes downstairs looking around. Finally, she comes into the kitchen and hears, can we come stay the night? Hmm. She turns on the light and it's Sam, weapon on his back, whispering into the phone. She snatches the phone away from him and he was talking to Mrs. Roach. Mm-hmm. She's like, I gotta go. There's a little ass I need to beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad though that he's like, we got we gotta get out of here. Like he's yeah. trying to handle it. Mm-hmm. And he's got his weapon. Like mm-hmm. he's it's just sad. But his weapon that he said he would fight the Babadook with. He did, yeah. yeah. But Mrs. Roach tells Amelia that Sam told her someone had broken in. And Amelia says, that's nonsense. He's just being disobedient. She gets off the phone and turns on Samuel. Mm-hmm. She tells him that he deliberately disobeyed her when she told him not to call anyone. And she yells at him to take that weapon off his back. She continues to yell at him as she takes the batteries out of the phone and takes a knife out of the drawer. She points it at him, asking if this is what she has to do. I'm like, uh, getting a little too close to that book. (laughs) She uses the knife to cut the phone line. He tells her he's sorry, but the Babadook made her crash the car. He tries to keep talking, but she interrupts him. The Babadook isn't real. It's just something he made up in his stupid little head. Now that's just mean. It's It's just mean. He says he didn't want her to let it in and knife in hand. She reassures him that she will make sure nothing gets in tonight, which Sounds more (laughs) sounds more threatening than reassuring. (laughs) She screams at him that nothing will get in before going through the house and locking every door and window. Later, despite his protests, Amelia makes him take the medicine. So he acts like he's taking it, but we see that it's still hidden in his hand. So his little magic has a payoff. Yeah. His sleight of hand. Definitely. Downstairs, struggling to stay awake. She watches a cartoon about a wolf in sheep's clothing, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. She looks over at the couch to see Sam, bloody and dead, lying there. At this point, why gut it out? I need to get some help. I'm, I'm, uh, I gotta go. Oh, yeah. I feel like that moment has come and gone. Oh, well, <laughs> this is the worst one that's happened yet. Yes. She screams, but is brought back when Sam screams her name. He's on the couch alive and cowering away from her. She looks down to see that she's holding the knife again and standing over him. Get out. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Roach, watch my boy. Please. (laughs) I need to go get some help. 
but she puts the knife away. Later, she cuddles Bugsy, but he wrestles away from her, growling and barking before just running away. She brings ice cream over for her and Sam, and Sam reluctantly begins to eat. He's like, there's no glass in this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Was the Babadook involved in any of the preparation? (laughs) Did he scoop the ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) She gasps and starts massaging her jaw again. Next, we see Sam asleep on the couch and Bugsy on top of him staring at Amelia as she flips channels. She finally stops on a news story about a woman who stabbed her son to death with a kitchen knife. Uh-oh. Hmm. <laughs> when the police came, according to the news report, she attacked them and was shot and killed. The reporter says that the boy was celebrating his seventh birthday today. And in the back of the shot, Amelia sees her own face looking out of a window. Terrifying. Oh, very. yeah. It's like super effective. I it's agree. very disturbing. Yeah. Why was the news American? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just this and a random aside, nothing against it, because that's a great moment. It's a good question. All right. <laughs> the electricity shuts off, the overhead bulb exploding. She looks over at the couch, but Sam is gone. Suddenly, he's behind her, seemingly asleep, telling her to wake up. He walks down to the basement, and she calls after him to stop because it's not safe. She follows him down there, though, to find Oscar in the basement. She hugs him and tells him that she thought he was dead. They kiss and he tells her that they can be together. She just needs to bring him the boy. I'd be like, man, I better not be macking on the yeah. Babadook right now. <laughs> God damn <laughs> be fucking pissed off. <laughs> she pulls away from him and backs up. Now it's dark and Oscar is shrouded in shadow. She asks if he's talking about Samuel and his voice distorted now tells her, bring me the boy. He keeps repeating it. And she asked him to stop calling him the boy. She didn't like that. So right. no, it's a reincorporation of it. Yeah. But why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her that he thinks it's going to rain and she runs away. She hates the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Big fear of rain. Yeah. Upstairs, the lights are on again, but everything is flickering and crackling. She hears a buzzing sound and turns to see the Duck sliding toward her out mm-hmm. of the shadows. Mm -mm. creepy as fuck remember that visual all right no for a good reason (laughs) i was like oh no i'm not here just to talk shit i enjoy this movie (laughs) but loud music plays as he extends his hands and amelia runs she slams the door as the music stops one of those little moments that i like Mm -hmm. and secures a chair underneath the knob she backs up to the fireplace just in time for the babadook's hat to fall down into it. He's everywhere you want to be. Oh my God. (laughs) Horrified, she crawls away, but the coat lands beside her. It growls and she averts her eyes to the floor, repeating that this isn't real. We descend down on her from the ceiling and we see her eye dilate as we hear the sound of like ripping. Maybe Mm -hmm. the book. Maybe. And then the screen goes black. So for me, she already ate him. Yeah. So why are we doing this again? Maybe the sound was her mind tearing. She just maybe can't, she just can't get enough. No, no. came back for seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you pop the fun yeah. <laughs> downstairs, a woman on the TV screams as we see Amelia from behind watching it, but she's sitting in her chair, breathing shakily and twitching. You look like you have something to say. I do. do (laughs) Yes, I certainly do. (laughs) What she's watching is Mario Bava's Black Sabbath, which 
outside of it being an amazing horror anthology uh-huh. with giallo elements actually the first segment the telephone no, okay i'll stop <laughs> <laughs> anyway. but the the segment that she's watching is called the drop of water mm-hmm. and it tell me if anything overlaps here mm-hmm. it concerns a nurse who is haunted by the corpse of a woman for stealing her ring mm. and so we think about it the ring could be the symbol of marriage the ghost obviously is the babadook the corpse yeah. right and she's the nurse obviously right <laughs> yeah. but the interesting thing to me is that one of the best shots in the film and the part that they kind of show in this movie is the woman gliding towards oh the nurse right that's perfect so it's it i love the use of this that's uh, right very like clever mm-hmm. of jennifer kent to like yes. that's really cool and she scored points with me for including of course yeah. <laughs> some giallo <laughs> it's mario bava go watch it it's on shutter i think all right yeah i didn't get money for that but <laughs> <laughs> come through shutter i'm okay? open to it yes. <laughs> sam holding bugsy peeks out from his room but bugsy jumps away from sam and runs downstairs to amelia who is still twitching and breathing heavily mm-hmm. watching a creepy puppet on the tv yeah. was that part of the movie that's the corpse that's the woman oh well yeah she looked creepy as fuck oh, I, yeah. I thought that was a puppy a puppy <laughs> not a puppy i thought it was no. a puppet yes watch black sabbath okay <laughs> but bugsy begins to bark until amelia looks at him and then turns off the tv she runs after him and grabs him. And the way she runs is like super creepy. Like her arms are back. And Almost like mm-hmm. a certain yes. book character yes. we know. <laughs> <laughs> but she grabs the dog and we hear him whine and snarl at her. And we close in on Amelia's face as she breaks Bugsy's neck. Mm-hmm. And he goes limp and she just drops him to the floor. Can a dog ever live in a horror movie? No. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no. Good Lord. The dog didn't do anything to nope. anyone. Just be cute. Right. <laughs> and I'm a cat person, but I'm like, yeah. I like this yeah. dog. I know, he was cute. Like the cut of his jib. And so I was like, who played him? <laughs> <laughs> but groaning, she reaches into her mouth and wrenches out the tooth that, you know, has been bothering her. She's been rubbing her jaw the whole movie. She rips it out. and Yeah, there's a dentist for that lady. Well, not Don't today. Do that. And as a person with wisdom <laughs> tooth, for that. you just the one. <laughs> as a person with wisdom teeth, I wish I was as brave. Yeah, yeah. my last baby tooth I ripped out like that. So I psychopath. Yeah, um, it, I mean it's done now. <laughs> but I feel like this is probably symbolic to something that she's been that has been bothering her the whole film that mm-hmm. she's just been putting up with, right. and now she's like, oh fuck no. You reach the boiling point. We we're taking this out. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just throws it on the floor. <laughs> Walking back into the living room, she catches Sam watching her from the stairs. She runs up to him as he runs away. He locks the door and she bangs and screams his name before calmly telling him Bugsy's hurt and he needs help. He's like, I heard that dog's throat. Snap. Yeah, <laughs> I heard the crack. Yeah. When he doesn't answer, she gets agitated and screams at him. Let me in, you little shit. With a distorted voice, she continues to yell to be let in as she bangs on the door. But suddenly she jumps to the top of the door and is holding on like Spider-Man and starts kicking (laughs) it with her feet instead. Hey, it's effective. It works. Oh, yeah. I mean, the door opens and she runs inside searching for him. 
When she sees him in the corner, she screeches and glides over to him. Just like the film. Yes. <laughs> Sam wets himself and she calls him a little pig. I would have uh, pissed too. I was like, you stop uh, yeah, being so fucking, fucking terrible. Yeah, it's not his fault. No. She tells him that he doesn't even know how many times she's wished that it was him instead of Oscar that died. Sam tells her that he just wants her to be happy and she mocks him. Mm-hmm. She says, sometimes I just want to smash your head against a brick wall until your fucking brains pop out. Calm down, lady. <laughs> God damn. I just wanted to point out here that you know, we get this back and forth. Like we're looking at her from his eyes and we're right. looking at him through her eyes. Jennifer Kent filmed these interactions separately. So nobody ever said this to this child. Oh, okay. Well, Thank yeah. God. Well, good. Yeah. It's a testament to her as a great director. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this video from Vanity Fair that Jennifer Kent had Essie Davis instead of saying that horrible thing. She was telling the actor who played Samuel that she was going to take all of his Legos <laughs> and throw them into the ocean. And he's like, he's like no. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. It's better than the brain thing. Yeah. <laughs> the quote from her that I read was, she said, I don't want to destroy a childhood to make this film. Love it. No, yeah. I'm like, this lady is a class act. Absolutely. Like, I thought that was, and it's not like you, it, it doesn't take anything from it. Like, no. if anything, the back and forth shots, like, kind of make it more tense. Right. But I just really appreciated that she did that because this that would have been a hell of a uh, a lot for this kid to deal with. As if he hasn't seen enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he yells at her that she's not his mother. With that distorted voice, she screams that she is his mother. Sam <laughs> throws the firecracker pocket sand <laughs> on the ground and runs when Amelia recoils from it. She tells him, run, run, run as fast as he can. Another three, you know. Yeah. But when she catches him again, he shoots her with his dart gun and that ball throwing oh, weapon yeah. that he broke the window with. This kid was, he, he was ready. Prepared. <laughs> Fucking Nancy Thompson but, over here. <laughs> but he runs again. She walks down the hallway and goes past Sam, who we barely see in the shadow of the closet, which I felt, I felt like that was a really cool shot. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of uh, Michael Myers silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. But someone knocks on the door and she goes downstairs to answer it. And it's Mrs. Roach, sweet old lady. Mm -hmm. Sam sneaks downstairs and finds Bugsy in the kitchen. He tries to unlock the back door and he can't. Mrs. Roach tells Amelia that she just wanted to make sure everything was okay. And in the shadows and behind the screen, she doesn't even open the screen. Amelia says that she's fine. Mm hmm. Mrs. Roach tells her she knows this time of year is hard, but she wants Amelia to know that she loves her and Sam and would do anything for them. It's like so sad. Mm -hmm. But Amelia comes back inside and apologizes to Sam when she catches him in the kitchen. Another editing issue because the scene just ends. Yeah. No, they don't even say goodbye. Thanks, lady. No, goodbye. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, for a second, you're like, what happened to Mrs. Yeah. Roach? Yeah. Is she with Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> She tells him that she hasn't been good since his dad died. She's sick and she needs help. She tells him that they're going to be staying at Mrs. Roach's tonight. And she kneels down to him asking if that's what he wants. She just wants to make it up to him. As her fingers slowly go to Sam's throat, mm -hmm. she tells him that she wants him to meet his dad. It's beautiful there and he'll be happy. Sam screams and brings the knife down, stabbing Amelia in the leg and goes, sorry, mommy. 
<laughs> I saw in this featurette that they draped a leg of lamb in her robe. Oh man! To actually stab. Oh shit! So that's why that shot looks pretty Good brutal. Yeah. They better be careful, man. Because remember in Texas Chainsaw? Oh, no. Gunner Hansen. Yeah. Sometimes we miss. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. But she pulls out the knife, screaming, and goes after him. In the basement, he activates his little tripwire and she trips, but she catches herself before going down. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> once she gets off the stairs, he hits her in the legs and she goes down like a sack of bricks. <laughs> and it fucking, cuts to black. Yeah. Fucking his mom. Um. <laughs> but later she wakes up tied to the floor. She begins to growl and scream and Sam tells her he's not leaving her. She screeches at him in reply and begins to laugh. He reminds her that they were supposed to protect each other. He tells her that he knows she doesn't love him because the Babadook won't let her, but he loves her and he always will. She begins to cry and scream. As she seizes, he tells her that she's let it in and now she has to get it out because he doesn't want her to go away. In her struggle, she frees her hand and grabs Samuel. She lifts him over her and starts strangling him. Mm-hmm. But we also got some shaky head Dr. Vanneket madness. Yes, we yeah. did. I think feels a little cheap for this film. A little bit. Yeah. I don't think a we needed bit. that. But Dr. <laughs> But he strokes her face like he did at the beginning and she throws him off. She starts seizing and shaking violently before sitting up on all fours. Silently, she throws up a stream of pure black. And falls over. See, that was her first problem was drinking all that ink. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't have done that. Mm -mm. Sam rushes over to her trying to wake her up and she finally gasps and sits up. He hugs her and she finally hugs him back looking around. They come upstairs and both of them are covered in like the black. Yeah. Like they're filthy. Mm -hmm. But they come upstairs and Sam reminds her, you can't get rid of the Babadook. He's pushed back onto the stairs and screams as something invisible pulls him up. And it looks very creepy. Oh, yeah. Visually very cool. Yeah. Mm. But we'll talk. I, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she runs after him and finds him in her bedroom, but he's just being thrown against the wall. Yeah. She takes him to the bed and lays on top of him, but the bed starts to quake. Again, exorcist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she asks what it wants, and all at once, the bed stops shaking she stands up and like half of the room is just like pitch black mm-hmm. and oscar comes out of it toward her he reenacts that night taking her to the hospital as she sobs he tells her to keep breathing and that he thinks it's gonna rain and that's why he said that in the basement that's the last thing he mm-hmm. ever said i'm like Fuck, that's tough don't do that yeah but his face is brightened with headlights and we see his head slice in half and he just falls to the ground. It looks incredible. Yes, it does. Um, a few things here, just rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> One, all this stuff with the dark half of the room, Oscar, and what we see in just a second, yeah. all captured in camera. Practical effects. See? Oh, nice. Fantastic work. That's George Malay. He invented that <laughs> shit. That's what, that's what I'm telling y'all. The other thing is with what Oscar says next, he says it'll just be 10 minutes. Yeah. I saw on Reddit and I checked it myself. The film ends in 10 minutes, <gasps> almost exactly. <gasps> it's like I nine minutes it. and like 50 seconds or I something. I love it. But that's all I have. <laughs> I love it. But Amelia screams and drops to the floor as well as Oscar is just pulled away into the darkness. She screams and moans, but hears hissing and looks up. She stands and tells the darkness that it's nothing. 
everything in the house starts to shake and Sam gets up from the bed and holds on to her. She repeats herself and we see the Babadook begin taking shape in the darkness. Why does it keep making like dinosaur noises? <laughs> I, uh, it's trying to be scary. What is the Babadook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is Maybe. a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> she tells it that it's trespassing in her house and it starts to growl. She tells it that if it touches her son again, she'll fucking kill it. She grabs onto Sam and keeps him from being sucked into the darkness. Because I guess yeah. it's like, no, we'll just, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> one Sam, please. But holding on to him, she shrieks at the Babadook until it retreats back into the darkness. It slides back out, groaning, and then falling flatly onto the floor. I liked. It almost looks like a scarecrow. Yes. Right. I like how like empty it seemed or like it was nothing. All you had to do was roast it a little. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Amelia approaches as Sam begs her not to, but she reaches toward it and suddenly we're in the point of view of the Babadook as Amelia's face is lit up with the bright light and her hair blows back. The Babadook shrieks as we go out of the room, down the stairs and into the basement. Amelia locks the basement door behind it and holds Sam. According to Vanity Fair, Jennifer Kent said that they literally just tied the camera to a rope and pulled it. <laughs> Sam Raimi style. Exactly. Yes, oh, that's yeah. fucking Incredible. awesome. But now in the light of day, Sam runs excitedly from Mrs. Roach's house as Amelia comes in her work uniform to pick him up. So like some time has passed, obviously. Mm-hmm. And she didn't lose her job. No, good right. for her. Good, yeah. But Mrs. Roach tells Sam to mind Amelia's leg and she says the stitches have already been taken out. So he fucked her leg up. (laughs) But she reminds Mrs. Roach that Sam's party is anytime after three and she says she'll see them in a few hours. Inside, the house is decorated for Sam's birthday and Amelia and Sam sit with Prue and Wallace talking about the new school that Sam will be going to. He tells her it's been over two weeks, so it's about time for him to go back. But Amelia explains that they needed time to sort things out, which they did. Yes, right. It comes out that it's Sam's birthday, obviously, and he tells Prue and Warren that this is the first time he'll ever be having his party on the day of his birthday. And Prue's like, well, that's unusual. What do you know, dude? (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was offended that he said that. (laughs) (laughs) But Amelia tells her that her husband died the same day that Sam was born. And he chimes in to happily say that he got killed driving his mom to have him. Now, here's my question. He loves saying that. He does, and it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that have been much better if that was the first time you heard that said? I guess. Yeah. Well, I you mean, know? but at the same time, we see the way Amelia reacted to it the first time and the way she reacts to it now. So that we Having that, that contrast. That kind of payoff right, we wouldn't have gotten right. if he hadn't said it before. I'll reluctantly accept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Prue and Wallace look horrified and Amelia tells them that Sam is just like his dad. He always speaks his mind, which. Yeah. Yeah. Sam tells them that his cousin isn't coming because he broke her nose in two places. (laughs) You can stop talking now. (laughs) That's enough. That's That's enough. (laughs) Later in the garden, Amelia and Sam are collecting worms out of the soil. They're putting them into a bowl. Mm hmm. She takes it to the basement door and Sam asks if he's ever going to be able to see it. And she tells him one day when he's bigger, they hug and she kisses him, telling him to go play outside and not to come back in until she tells him to. She quietly goes down the stairs and sets down the bowl of worms. 
She looks around in the darkness and we're in the point of view of the Babadook again as we rush toward Amelia. She bends backwards and nearly falls over, but stands back up and tells it that it's all right. She shushes it and the camera like retreats away. She looks down at the bowl of worms and sees it slide into the darkness of the basement and she backs away. Back in the garden, Sam asks how it was and she says it was quiet today. It's like, all right. So they are in danger? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay. She looks at the bruise on his neck and he tells her it's getting better, which I'm surprised that Prue and Warren didn't have anything to say about right. that. But Just about him celebrating yeah. his yeah. birthday. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. But he does a magic trick for her, turning a coin into a bird, which was very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I think the kid might be magic because <laughs> that was too good. But she is impressed, cuddles him and tells him happy birthday. They hug and she holds on to her son smiling and then it cuts to black. So what did you guys think of the Babadook? Uh, I still think it was okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's good, but I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I did before. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe once or twice is fine to watch it. I can understand that. I think the more you watch it, the more some layers start coming off. Right. I think that's you know, yeah. my issue as well. I just wanted to circle back to a few of the things I told everyone to remember. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> these are things that I think if changed in some way mm-hmm. could have made the film, I don't I don't want to say better, but right, right. at least more consistent. Uh-huh. So I said, you know, her not sleeping. Right. Yeah. Uh, the book returning and... Sam flying up the stairs and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. To me, I think that this film would have been much more effective if the Babadook was not real. Yes. And if it was her self-imposed delusion through not sleeping, overly stressed, dealing Mm -hmm. with her grief. Because the thing about the Babadook in the end being in the basement and eating the worms and everything, it's her managing her grief yeah and so it's a it's a great visual but at the same time it's like so the babadook's an actual monster yeah (laughs) you know that's yeah i i i was thinking the same thing okay this movie is you seeing how she sees the kid from her eyes Mm -hmm. and then at a certain point when it changes like i said when she was holding the fiddle and then she's freaking out now you're seeing it from his view yeah. from his point of view yeah. mm-hmm. so now you're seeing how she's acting towards him yes so before we're seeing how bad you know she's like <laughs> oh he's just being a little shit but that's what she's seeing because of the grief like mm-hmm. you said and she's not over it the Babadook is her depression. It's her, it's weighing down on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything that's happening, like you said, it's in her mind. She's in the book being torn and her trying to burn it and all that and it coming back. Right. It's the depression keep coming back. She didn't deal with yeah, it. Yeah. It's yeah. not, yeah, you're not dealing with it and it's coming back. And like you said, her, it being in the basement is her managing it. And when she bends back and stands back up, she's like, no, no, no I, I'm yes. going to fight this. Exactly. And I feel like it would be much better if that was just her interpretation of it. Right. Right. As opposed to Sam being like, no, the Babadook's fucking real. (laughs) (laughs) I met him. Yeah. I I agree. And I feel like my thing is that I just wish that we would have fully committed to it not being real. Yes. Even even keep the visual of it eating worms. A hundred percent. Or maybe um 
maybe that's how Sam sees her when she is being that way. Maybe yes, he does yes. call her call that side of her the Babadook. But yeah, I feel like we could have. We didn't need him being dragged up the stairs. No, no, that's where I was like, no, what are you doing? And yeah, I feel like even no. if even if it's one of those movies where you have to watch it twice to be like, oh, he was talking about her the whole time. See, he was trying to tell Claire about her the whole right. time. Like, I'm getting goosebumps, and yeah. it didn't even happen in the movie. Exactly, but, <laughs> but instead you have a physical book yeah. that he saw, and I saw, yeah, you know, and was looking at and well, quoting. I, okay, but talking about the book, I did see online that pe- some people think that when her hands are black from the fire presumably burning right. it at the police station they're actually black from her drawing and making the book where'd you get that felt i don't know <laughs> no, <laughs> no i i, I can I, understand I like that but having her as this unreliable narrator for mm. the majority of the film she's fucking exhausted yeah she's stressed she's riddled with grief that she's never processed and mm-hmm. she's never had the outlet to because she mm-hmm. has a sister that says it's been seven years get over it yeah i mean for me and i feel like that's what i remembered that's why i enjoyed it so much the first time was the oh my god this is all about her grief exactly that's what i took from it and so seeing it again that it's like no but also it's a monster yeah is it like a poltergeist (laughs) situation where she made like i'm mm, i mean i i even could have lived like i said lived with her feeding it at the end right right but the fact that no, you're right. Sam's not talking about her. He's talking about no, the fucking, exactly. fucking monster. Yeah. And the thing is, of the line of her saying it was, it's much better today. That's yeah. grief, and yes. that's fucking yes. great yes. writing. Yes, yes. It is. So it's like, don't make the monster real. You know what? The other thing I thought, as I said about the actor, what if the actor who played Oscar played the Babadook? Uh, I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity. It is. Because you wouldn't even know it. It would just be a subtle thing that you just caught if you caught then it. Then you're like, right, oh, shit. Right. You know? Yeah. Because it's her grief for losing mm. him. Damn it. And yeah. it's become a monster that shouldn't be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like you said, it's so good. You're mad at it for not yeah. being great. Yeah. And I don't want to, I'm not trying to tell people how to make their films or right. anything. But I feel like if you would have, like you said, committed yeah. to one or the other, it would have been much better for it. And the, the imagery of her silently throwing up the darkness in her yeah. because of her son's love and her love for her son, even if it's muted, mm-hmm. she's a mother, mm-hmm. that it could have ended there. Not ended, ended, but yeah. that oh, could have yeah, been the yeah. end of the Babadook. But she yeah. was actually possessed, you know? But, she, but it, no, <laughs> that see? motherfucker came out exactly. and then went upstairs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they had to confront him again. <laughs> And he's got his top hat and coat. Yes, he came prepared. <laughs> so, I mean, Dressed I don't know. Dressed to kill. <laughs> but yeah, then there's that. The, mm-hmm. the top hat and coat was looked like his dad's stuff that was there. Yes. It so did. again, it did. That's where she's seeing this from. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been, I don't know. Yeah. That just upsets me, man. Because yeah. like, I love a lot about this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what gets me. And you know what? Honestly, there were at points where... I'm like, did Mrs. Roach make this book? Because oh you first God. see him in her house. Right. You hear her talking about, you know, stuff with them. She's really the only person. Right, right. Aside from Robbie, who rest in peace, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been to the house. Yeah. Yeah. And that they converse with. So I'm like, and then the book ends up on her doorstep again, taped right. up after she threw it outside. Yeah. Where she said she was going to take her trash. So it, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, again, that would take a lot more it would be more easy to stitch together the book than to stitch together what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. So, 
<laughs> so I don't know that theory. I might have to come back to that someday. Right. So I guess we're going to move on to ratings then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really torn now. <laughs> um, for me, if they would have fully committed to none of this is real, mm-hmm. this is the other side of of Amelia because she's so stricken with right. grief. And then looking, I mean, I really am really married to, oh my God, he was talking about her the whole time. Well, I love the twist endings where you rewatch it and have a new appreciation for right. it. Where it's like watching it they for the first time twice. They were trying to tell us the whole time. Yes. Yeah. You know? um, I'm really upset that we didn't get that because I feel like that this movie probably would have been a 10 for me. Yes. Like if we would have just let that right, right. live. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they didn't. Um, <laughs> so, damn. Gordon Ramsay. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really do love this. There are those little things that are unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we get a really amazing performance from Essie Davis. Absolutely. Even oh, yeah. from Noah Wiseman, the little boy. Yeah, yeah. man. The Babadook is creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's I know you said that it, it parallels something. Oh, old school horror. Right. Yeah. Which I respect her which is respect really, of the which genre. Is really right, cool. right. But it's like it was done in such a way that I've I've never seen it. That book. Yes. I, yeah. I'm in love with it. Um <laughs> Okay, I'm rambling at this point. But I mean there's good and there's bad. All right. Right. Um, <laughs> I would say there's more good than bad. And I really oh, yeah. appreciate sure. Jennifer Kent. The way that she put this film together is really incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna we're just gonna fucking say a number here. Um, so on a scale from one to ten, Screaming Sons, probably a little generous, but I'm gonna give the Babadook eight out of ten Screaming Sons. Wow! All right. I love the story. Impeccable acting. I love the story so much that I wish she would have trusted it to just yes, be yeah. That. Oh yeah. But. There's no going back now. So. <laughs> I'll open up the floor. Um, we already kind of talked about everything, and yeah. you rambled for a little bit about <laughs> most of <laughs> most of what. But like, I I'm not surprised that we all came to the kind of same yeah. conclusion. Uh-huh. But I I like you said, I wish they would have committed to that. Absolutely, because that would have been really fucking great. It was her the whole goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I don't hate the movie. I do enjoy it. I can't go as high as that. <laughs> That's <laughs> but from a, on a scale from one to ten, Screaming Sons, I'm going to give the Babadook. Mm, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Well, I like the movie and then, yeah. you know, the visuals yeah. and everything is great, but it's just something there that's not... Fuck it, seven screaming sons. <laughs> I but, love that we're all giving our ratings like we're pulling off a band aid. Well, yeah. because the Babadook looks really cool. Yeah, and it does. the visuals and everything, it's just, man, he shouldn't have been real. No, no. he shouldn't have been real. Again, just that same thing. Good film, you're yeah. mad. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, I agree, not to restate everything. Essie Davis is amazing in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Kent is an incredible director. Yes. Very thoughtful about the scares, the emotion, Mm -hmm. the setting up of the shots, color palette. Mm -hmm. She is so goddamn talented. Yeah. And 
from the performance that she gets out of Essie Davis, you can tell that she is an actor's director. Right. And I read that she actually went to drama school with Essie Davis. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I guess she started out as an actress and then moved into directing. Right. And so she knows yeah. performances and that shines that's good. here. Hell yeah. But my big complaint, as we've said, is just the inconsistencies with the Babadook as a metaphor for grief. Yeah. Right. When it should have been a metaphor instead of a fucking actual dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually, if anybody follows me on Letterboxd, you already know, if you just double my score, I am going to give (laughs) The Babadook seven Screaming Sons out of ten. There's a lot to like here. Yeah, there is. There really is. And I'm telling you straight up, that book is probably like two points. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I love that so much as a vehicle for whatever the fuck is happening here. But uh, I I couldn't go as high as you. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate the Babadook and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to like us on Instagram and follow us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, don't bottle up your emotions or they might just end up coming out on their own. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for our thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. We're about to get Baba (laughs) Shook. Are we actually here? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A very special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huston, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, and Jacob Tyler. Yeah. Woo, thank yeah. you guys. Thank you all so much. Can't so even much. put it into words. No. Nope. Can't put it in a word or a look. Hey, <laughs> the Babadook. Yep. <laughs> That's the rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you all for making the decision to let us in. (laughs) Just don't lock us in the basement. Please please don't. don't. At least give us some worms. (laughs) I've never tried them. I'm open. (laughs) Until next time.